thanks for listening to the Voices of UMass Med, featuring the people, ideas, and advances of UMass Medical School. To talk a little bit about Lucy, so she is truly a giver, both throughout her entire life and clearly beyond. Hi, my name is Abby Kappas, and uh, my grandfather it was a part of the anatomical gift program. My name is Pam Eldridge. My father, Abby's grandfather, was a donor here at the university. He always wanted to donate himself for science. Today we're taking a deeper look into anatomical donors, a very precious gift to medical education, mysterious to most of us, sacred to many. Anatomical donors are often referred to as a medical student's first and best teacher. We are joined today by three people who shape this most important experience in a first-year medical student's career. Dr. Leila Gianaris is Assistant Professor of Translational Anatomy in the Department of Radiology. She directs anatomical learning for first-year medical students at UMass Medical School. Amanda Collins is the Director of Anatomical Services, and Ryan Barrett is a third-year medical student who joins us as well. Welcome to all of you. Thank, Thank you. you. We're so happy to be highlighting this program. It is such an important part of the rite of passage as a medical student. Dr. Gianaris, I want to start with you because you say that the learning that happens in the anatomy lab goes way deeper than just a, the physical examination. Sure, yes. Um, a lot of the experiences that the students have really help shape them in, in their clinical experiences later. The things that we focus on, such as teamwork, communication, compassion, respect for their patients, and those are some things that you might not initially think about when you think about the anatomy lab. You're thinking about which bone is connected to another and how is this muscle moving and how is this nerve innervating a certain region of the body. And so we really take pride in these other domains that we touch upon in their experience. So how do you acclimate new students to the experience? I mean, it, especially emotionally, I would imagine it can be challenging for many people. Yes, yeah, so the first day and first couple days that they are in the lab are really an important time for this uh, acclimation. Um, on the very first day, we talk to them about the anatomical gift program and really discuss the consent process. So they know from day one that each donor that we have in our program um, has themselves consented to be there. And then we take a tour of the lab. We have these special readings, some that are um, a poem written by an anatomical gift donor. Really? And then another one that was written by uh, students as they reflected back on their experience, so while they were at the end of their first year. And those students now have recently graduated, but the poem that they wrote is really so touching and really captures that experience so well that we've continued to use that. Um, that first day, students also come together and meet their teammates. Um, who they'll be working with for the rest of, of throughout the course and so it's really a time to to think about the experience start reflecting on it and really come together as, as start forming their teams. And at what point in the first year of medical education do students first get into the anatomy lab? It's not right away. It's not right away so they have a couple courses that they take 
in August and September, and then at the beginning of October is when they start the course that includes the anatomy component to it. So Ryan, I want to ask you, what do you remember about the first day that you went into the anatomy lab and set the scene for us? What was that like? I think in some ways the, the first day is the hardest because you don't know what you're walking into. Um, there's a mystery, I think, that kind of surrounds uh, anatomy and the anatomy lab. It's, like you said, a rite of passage for, for medical school. Um, and you do hear what upperclassmen have said or maybe people in your class have been in anatomy labs before and seen uh, you know, human, human anatomy. Uh, but it's, there's something just so different about being there yourself for the first time. It's something you can't prepare for. Um, and you know, we kind of experience it all the first day. There's so much to take in. You, you haven't even started any of the lab. You're just there to experience. Um, and then I think, you know, this, I think it's the second day we actually start the lab. And it's so surreal once you actually start, when you have your hands, when you're working with your hands in the lab, um, I think there's a barrier you have to kind of work yourself towards. Um, but once you start going, it's just, uh, it's just, it's surreal. It's unlike anything else. What do you mean a barrier that you have to work yourself? Is it just like a, a psychological hurdle? That I think in to... some ways, and everyone has experiences that differently. Some people are really gung-ho and, you know, oh, I'm going to be a surgeon. This is kind of my first opportunity towards that. I'm so excited. Let's, let's get down to business. And then some people are terrified and don't think they can do it and question if they're going to be able to make it through medical school. Um, and most of us fall somewhere in between that. Um, and it's just, it's kind of a daunting task. You're going to do a dissection of, you know, every system in the human body. Um, and you can't really comprehend that. I think not until after the fact, until the end of the five-month course, do you realize what, what you can achieve. Um, so now, um, you know, we mentioned you're in your third year as a medical student, so you've had uh, more clinical experiences in the last couple of years. So what stays with you, though, from that experience of the anatomy course and having that hands-on? I think it's exactly that, that hands-on experience. You, you've, you've experienced the human body and that knowledge in a way that you don't get through pictures, you don't get through 3D models. Uh, you have an appreciation for the qualities and the textures and and the general feel of the structures. Um, so when you're either looking at images, I did an elective a week in radiology, um, you're not just looking at the image, but you have a more visceral sense almost of, of what you're looking at. Or uh, I was recently on neurology, and so much of neurology is localizing lesions to specific anatomical structures. And it's not that you've memorized, oh, this nerve innervates this structure, and, and this vessel passes through this region, but you've, you've experienced that firsthand. You've seen it, you've touched it, um, you've talked about it in so many different ways, viewed it in so many different perspectives that is just, I think, irreplaceable. So this, uh, the anatomy lab is the first time as a medical student that you are assigned a team. And so talk to us a little bit about that bonding experience and just the emotional aspect of really getting to know your donor. Sure. Um, so just like you said, it's your first team, you're with, uh, you know, five other medical students. Some you may know and be really close with, others it may be your first time working with them. But you're all in it together. Um, and there's ups and downs and some days the teamwork is really easy and you don't have to think about it. And you know, other days maybe it's a long lab and you're tired and maybe it's uh, something about that lab is a little uncomfortable to you. I think everyone has different levels with different parts of the lab. You find a way to make the team work. And Dr. Gianaris, how much do the students know about the individual 
who's decided to donate their body for this purpose? So they receive um, some information about the cause of death, the age, and the occupation. And now there are some donors that choose to leave a message and comment on their um, reasons for donating. And um, that's really helpful to the students at times to read that and really get that additional connection and again that affirmation that this is what they wanted to do kind of as their last wishes um, and beyond to give even in death. It really is an act of tremendous generosity. Absolutely, absolutely. It's, um, I don't know if even the donors themselves realize the, the impact of their gift and, and how valuable that is in the training of our, our medical students. How do you help students orient to the emotional component of dissection and yeah. anatomy? So there, first off, we, we tell students that there isn't a certain way for them to feel about the experience and that all of them will have very different feelings and thoughts and responses to the experience and all of that is, is normal. So just because someone is, uh, let's say, more emotional on, on the first day or on a certain, um, during a certain laboratory session doesn't mean that that um, makes them any less qualified or, or that they're sure. weaker in any way. And, and on the other side, that anyone that's not really having any strong emotions one way or another, that that's in some way um, a negative as well and so we we really you know like I said on the during the tours our faculty um, throughout the course uh, we have an amazing team of our faculty that are all really um, open and welcoming and really um, try to set that positive environment you know there are as you mentioned the word somehow sort of mysterious and um, some of those were that describe the experience and some are actually surprised that we give off such a positive attitude during during the laboratory sessions I mean we're really excited about this opportunity to teach the students in this way and and what they can get from it so we we pride ourselves on being very open and approachable so that they can talk to us. It really is a singular experience. I mean, it nobody is. from an, any other walk of life would ever be allowed to be in that kind of a setting or have that opportunity. Yeah. So Amanda Collins, um, you direct the uh, anatomical services program. You help to teach anatomy here. Can you talk a little bit about how you came to this profession? Yeah, so I am a funeral director by trade. I went to mortuary school uh, for my undergraduate uh, degree. And so I was on the other side, out in the public, working with these families and these individuals making this decision to donate. We, I'm from Minnesota, so we worked with Mayo Clinic pretty uh, closely. So we had a lot of families coming in and asking questions. And the opportunity at the University of Vermont to uh, work in their lab came available. And so I applied and moved cross country to get into medical education. And so what are some of those questions when families or individuals are considering donation? What are some of the questions that you hear commonly? Um, time. So how long am I going to be at this school? How long is my loved one going to be studied? That's a big question. 
Um, and it's hard to say. It depends on what course you're in, what study you're part of. Here at UMass, we don't just, we're not just a resource for the first year anatomy course. We are a resource for training programs in the hospital, mm -hmm. for other schools to come and learn in our lab. We're also a resource for other schools uh, within the state that have anatomy programs but not a body donation program. So we vet those institutions and we supply them with our donors. But it sounds to me like donors have a lot of control. They, they are fully informed when they're at the time they're making the decision and they have the control over what they say yes to and what they say no to, whatever works with their personal beliefs or circumstances. So our program is an all or nothing kind of consent. Um, in our paperwork, we're very explicit about the different ways in which we use our donors. Length of time could be anywhere from six months to three years, uh, and families have to be uh, consent to that as well, as well as um, the retaining of um, structures and specimens. That's also part of the consent process. Many people might be more familiar with donating your organs, but really donating your entire body is different. So can you explain some of the differences between those two options that people have, Amanda? Organ donation is specifically donating to a living individual, and it's typically a life-saving procedure. Whereas anatomical donation is non-transplant uh, donation, so it's for education and research purposes. Um, I don't want to say that's not life-saving because we're educating doctors and something that we're very proud of here at UMass is the majority of our, our students stay within the state to practice mm -hmm. and so the donations to our program specifically go towards the care of Massachusetts patients. Earlier in this podcast, we played a few short clips of audio from the family members of some individuals who donated their bodies to UMass Medical School. When you hear their voices and you hear their thoughts about the program, what does that elicit in all of you? I get very emotional. Um, I'm thankful to hear the positivity that comes from in their voices. Um, but at the, at the same time, it's, it's, it's really touching. That specific clip, the Eldridge Nelson family, they're very special to our program and to me. I met uh, Pam when I first started here back in 2016 when her father, who she's talking about, um, was returned to her. So it was prior to the memorial service. Um, I sat down with Pam and her mother and we just had the a nice long talk and um, ever since then Pam has been helping with outreach efforts and then her mother who I met actually donated to our program as well so I get emotional when I hear Pam because we just had the memorial service where her mother was honored and I, I do it all I, I run the lab I run the anatomical gift program and um, I could with my whole heart say she was taken very good care of and she was special and and you mentioned you. A, a couple times a memorial service so I want to talk a little bit about that and give our listeners a peek uh, into what that is so every spring the first year medical class holds a memorial service uh, as 
a, a way to thank and express their um, gratitude to the donors from whom they've learned for the last year. Um, sometimes there's original poetry and music. Ryan, what is that? What, what, why is that important to the medical students? I think it's a great opportunity um, for us to not only honor uh, the donors that we've worked so closely with, but it's a, an important time for us to reflect on the process we've been through. Um, it's, it's a good opportunity for closure for us. You've gone through this, you know, in, I think in some ways, life-changing experience. Um, and it's a time for the class and the faculty to honor what we've gone through and to thank uh, the families that, and, and their loved ones that made it possible. And thinking back to these clips, uh, the families are so eager to meet the medical students and to, to put a face to uh, you know, this program that they've been you know, so a part of. Dr. Gianaris and Amanda, what do the families of the donors tell you about that memorial service? Well, of course, they love to honor their loved one. Uh, we have multiple family speakers typically at every single service talking about their loved one, why they donated, and why it was important for the family to honor that wish. But the number one response we ever get from families is interacting with students. They love to know why you're in medical school, what did you learn? Um, so that's really important to them is to understand the, the gratitude of the gift. How can people learn more if they're thinking about this or they have questions or they're, you know, maybe a family member's considering it? Where can they learn more? So we do have a website with all, um, all of our information, contact information, and our registration materials at umassmed.edu slash AGP. Um, but they can always call, and we're happy to answer any questions anyone has. Any closing thoughts, Dr. Gianaris, about the importance of, uh, of anatomy for future physicians? I mean, some places are transitioning to doing this all virtually. What do you think of that? Yeah, that's a great question, and a question I actually get pretty often, so I've thought a lot about it. And um, I'm excited by, by some of the technology that's coming out as it offers a way to enhance the learning um, and the teaching that happens around the, the human body. But I feel very strongly that nothing can replace the experience that uh, our students and future physicians can have with an anatomical donor, whether it's you know how we emphasize of course, the, the structures of the human body and the complexity of its 3D um, nature and, and the relationships of structures, and, um, but also how we're able to show such variations that are important for students to be aware of. While a textbook or a model might depict one particular um, relationship or, or uh, reflect one individual's anatomy, we're all very different. And so being able to understand the concepts and those, some of those relationships and how they might be different in their patient to be aware of that, for example, during surgery or when they're looking at imaging, that's a really huge, huge part. And being able to show each class the um, anatomy of so many donors because it's not just the one donor that they work on with their team it's all the donors that we have during the class and so the whole class is learning from th that whole 
group of donors. That's a great point. It's not one size fits all. And so as you guide the students through the five month long anatomy course and they go through that emotional journey and that learning journey, at the end of it, how do you conclude this really singular experience? So we have in the last about five years or so introduced uh, what's called the donor row ceremony for students. And this is a really special time where we invite the students back after the course has ended. They don't have any more exams. There's nothing for them related to um, you know, getting their final grades or anything that's related to the course. We invite them to come back for this special ceremony where we provide flowers for each of their donors and their teams and they get a chance to spend um, some time with their donor and pay their last respects, come together as a team, remember again um, the person that donated. And um, this is a way that we again emphasize that compassion, respect, and try to give students closure. You know, this is very different than the ceremony that they put on as a group uh, for the families in the springtime. This time is specifically just for the students to have their time uh, for closure directly in the same room right next to the donor that they've been studying for the last five months. Thank you all for your time. Thank you. Thank you. It's so clear in talking to you the respect, the great respect and admiration that you all hold for the people who make this decision to donate. I think that comes through loud and clear. So thank you for your time and for sharing your perspectives. You can learn more about the Anatomical Gift Program at UMass Medical School, including how to become a donor at umassmed.edu AGP. I'm Jennifer Berryman, Vice Chancellor for Communications. Thank you for listening. Keep up to date with everything happening at UMass Medical School by following us on Facebook at UMass Med, on Twitter at UMass Medical, and on LinkedIn at University of Massachusetts Medical School.